0: all right hello everybody welcome back once again to the one more podcast it is the podcast you want when you want one more now the question is you want one more of what well you're going to get it tonight whether you like it or not we're going to have a lot of fun welcome in everybody we got carl johnson down there at the beau Rivage and sports book director in biloxi mississippi mgm property beautiful just i mean down there and you you want to go somewhere beautiful on the coast you got fishing you got everything and then you got carl johnson then of course over there in Ireland, it's Steve Brunies. He is our uh, capital lux. He is the man who can hook you up. Whether it's uh, it's always fresh. It's never frozen. It's Stevie Shrimp Cocktail, and of course, the unofficial mayor of Ocean uh, City, New Jersey, a man who has turned his business intellect into the world of sports wagering. Now in sports betting, Bill Berman. Boys, how we doing tonight? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh,
1: Brian, I think you you just came up with a new <laughs> motto for a show. Or at least I a, 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 I don't know, some sort of uh, thesis statement. You're going to get it
0: whether you like it or not. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's in our in our merchandise shop that we yeah. don't have up yet. But that'll be the first T-shirt. One that's more, right. whether you whether you want it or not, you're going to get it. One more. Uh, by the yeah. way, me, I should introduce myself. I'm just Ryan Hyatt at Ryan Hyatt Media on Twitter, uh, host a radio show every day uh, here in Lubbock in West Texas from 11 to 1 on Talk 103.9 FM. And uh, I do stuff and things, and we talk. So, all right, let's 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 get it going. And I want to start. There are things that happen in this world, guys, that it's kismet. It's karma. It's whatever. And it's two people thinking the same thing at the same time. And smart Jerry Clack. <clears throat> smart, handsome people. And Jerry Clower out of Ford, Liberty, Mississippi, Yazoo City, he, he said that was scripture when two people thinking the same thing they don't know it. I'm driving in this morning thinking we need to do something every week about fool's gold, sucker's bets, the bets that they're daring you to take every week. About, I don't know, an hour later, Berman gives us a text. Hey, guys, what if we did something each week about, you know, dumb bets and bad, and I'm like, all right. So we're going to start it off this week, and I don't know what you guys got. And I'm calling it, for lack of a better term right now, fool's gold. Those lines that are too good to be true, those numbers that you look at and you go, you have got to be kidding me. Now, was your idea, Bill, so I think you probably no, got something you want to talk about.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, we kind of blended our ideas, right, because the, the reason I want to talk about it is just what happened last week. Um, <clears throat> and we we talk about it organically on the show, right, these lines that come up and they look too good to be true and things of that nature. But, I, you know, given Stevie's uh, betting acumen and, and, and Carl's um, day-to-day job, I'd love to hear their thoughts on this stuff and, and just talk about first the theme, right? Because two bets stood out to me that fit this exact theme last week. And you had um, opposite reaction, uh, opposite results on that. So the Cowboy game, I think that was widely discussed across a bunch of mediums, including our buddies at Visa. And we discussed it on here. That line just didn't make, if you were watching the Cowboys play with Cooper rush prior to that game, And I'm not just talking about the giant game. I'm talking about in general. It didn't make sense that they should only be a three point favorite over, over the commanders. Right. And then I brought up the Bama game last week and what I was worried about with that Bama game, I actually wanted Arkansas in the game. I thought you'd get a backdoor cover. And what ended up happening was that, you know, to me, it just felt like a sucker's line because Bama's played so shitty on the road. And what happens, you know, Bama covers the line. The Cowboys cover the line. So you got two opposite results to what we would call, use Ryan's term, I think it's a good one, fool's gold. So I'll throw that out there, and I'd love to hear you guys talk about it because I just think you, you can – in life with a lot of things, you can overthink it at times, and I think it gets back to the overall thing we've talked about on this show, right, which is all of this stuff we talk about, it goes in the tool belt. You 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 put it all in the pot, you mix it up, you come to a decision on a game. But you shouldn't use any one thing as you know, gospel on a game. And if you were just betting what the sharp you know, you don't I don't want to be against the sharps last week. Well, there's a couple situations you got run over <laughs> if, if you went on the sharp side. So throw that out there as a starter.
2: Well, nothing's a hundred percent for sure. You know, that that's one thing I've learned. You know, no matter what system you use, it nothing's gonna be a hundred percent. But there is one major difference in those two games. Dallas was a favorite. Arkansas was a public dog, and it just seems like when the public is on a dog, it's poison. I don't know why, but the public just never seems to win when they when they load up on an underdog. And I I think it's a punishment to make them keep betting the favorites. Actually, I, that's just my theory on it. Like it just seems like public dogs hit about less than 20%. I mean, I'm talking like real public dogs when the public's like showing 70 to 80%. And that was the case with the Arkansas game. Everybody I talked to squares loved Arkansas. I knew, I even told Ryan, I said, there's no way they letting Arkansas cover this game. And sure enough, Alabama came right down to the fourth quarter and scored and made sure they didn't, you know, Arkansas didn't cover.
1: But I'm curious on that Stevie, right. And Carl, um, you know interested because i forget what you saw in that game but thomas gable flat out told me he was seeing a decent chunk of sharp money on the arkansas side yeah so i agree with you steve because I, I agree with you i think the public was all over arkansas yeah
2: it was sharp and public on arkansas it was a big they needed alabama you know usually when the book needs a good team they get it
3: yeah. and and so also look so <clears throat> that uh, so i'm looking at my power ratings my and, you know, I'm looking at my power ratings and I looked at the lines today. They are, they're spot on. So talking about that Cowboys game last week in Washington. So my power rating, Dallas at home, is at 13.92. Uh, Washington on the road is, I mean, that line should have been like uh, eight and a half. Eight and a half, nine is what it should have been, you know. And it was, it was three. And you know, look, I don't agree with Stevie a whole lot ever, but there, there, but there we get the we got the text to prove it. Yeah, but you know, but there's one thing that he always says, and, and it's true more often than not. Is in this case, it didn't work out, but I, I still think. That line was way off. And for whatever reason, no idea. But generally, if it looks too good to be true, it, it, it is. I mean, all right.
0: Happens. So I, I want to back up and I want to stay on that Cowboys line deal. And we probably heard the same thing on uh, Michael Lombardi's show Sunday morning. And in politics, we call it dark money. In sports betting, there is offshore money, there is mysterious faraway places. He referenced the idea. That maybe our, our books here in the States were seeing things that were going on during the week and were reticent to move that. Carl, I know that puts you in a, a delicate position here to discuss that, but is that a real world factor that things that happen offshore sometimes don't show up on our books, but we've got to react to it? We've got to factor that in.
3: So look, so I can tell you, I, I, I can tell you this. Like, let me, let me, let me think of something real quick. All right. The best way that I'll, I'll describe this is that there is no books from the States that is betting offshore, right? There are books offshore that are betting here in the States that, that, I mean, they've got people sitting out in our crowd, you know, that's just yep. that's what they do. So uh, and a lot of times, you know, if you guys if you watch some of those offshore books, uh, you'll see just outrageous numbers. I mean, they'll they'll be off two, three, four points from what we got. And they're they're you know they're basically trying to work middles and stuff like that. They're basically they're trying to off stuff. These books here in the states, these companies here in the state, we don't need to off anything. There's you know there's plenty of, of, of gold in the in the bank or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but that's that could be true. I, you know, I, I didn't hear him talk about that. But that there's got to be some explanation because my power ratings ain't off seven points. They just not not when they not when they match every game.
0: I do wanna I do ain't oh, ever off that far.
2: <laughs> I do want to say one thing. I know, and do will take this the wrong way, call, but it seems like the offshore guys. I don't know, you know, they're, they're a little sharper as far as moving the lines. I mean, like, Pinnacle's always been known as a sharp book. And, I mean, I just think they they put out the numbers usually sooner than the, the books, are the local books, but it just seems like they just take more sharp action, you know, especially early on
3: you, than the, the local books. I mean, huh? how many gummies have you had today? <laughs> <laughs> how, <laughs> how many gummies have you had today? Well, why? None,
2: why? What's the problem? How
3: can you how can you say that the offshore books are sharper than these books in the state? You got people like like Jimmy in Las Vegas, been doing it for 45, 50 years. These offshore books in Costa Rica, they can't spell half these half these teams that we got down here. How so
2: Pinnacle, so the guys that are moving the lines for Pinnacle and Chris are not sharp, is what you're trying to tell me. They're
3: not, they're not sharper than the guys. You know, the, the guys here in the States. No way. I also,
2: can I interject
1: one thing? The Costa Ricans have never been good spellers. I just want to say
2: that. Well, most of the people working in Costa Rica are from the States. So that's, that's not, <laughs> they're not the ones moving the lines, trust me.
3: I, um, I, I, I agree. That's my first disagreement with you today. So let's go. Okay. Well, that's, one of, that's oh. definitely one of many, but but, but Ryan, sir, let's
1: circle back to your initial, pre- like, so I'm just curious
0: Please
1: <laughs> so, so Stevie's straightforward on this thing, right? Stevie yeah. is if it looks too good to be true, I'm not going there, right? And I you know, I'll disagree with that just from a standpoint of uh, and I, Stevie's ten times hundred times a gambler I'll ever be, but i I, I disagree like sometimes – look at the number, if you see a squirrely number. Do do you raise the caution flag in your mind? Say, okay, I like that number, but I got to, I got to sharp my pencil here and make sure I got my head on. I think that's, that's the approach to that number, right? Like that Dallas number was punching me in the face all week. Please take me, please (coughs) do it, do it. And, and I mean, that was the bet flat out. That was the bet. And by the way, that Arkansas, (coughs) game, just to use (coughs) them as, as, um, as, a, as the other example, yes, did Alabama cover? They absolutely did. But there was yeah, a I point think, in that game, certainly, in that, that, that it, it
0: could have gone either way. Let's, it, let's bring it all the way back around. We're really sharp talking about all this stuff today on a Wednesday. Right. Last week about fool's gold, where's the fool's gold this week? How do we identify that and go, hey, this thing don't look right, I see one. It's that a don't stay away. Nah, I knew you would. I knew you would. What do you got, Steve?
2: Tennessee minus three against LSU looks real shady. But Tennessee does have Bama next week. They may be looking ahead. But I would have thought before that line came out, I would have put Tennessee six and a half to seven. It's three. And it was as low as two and a half. To me, that looks real fishy because LSU's ranked 25, but – Believe me, you know they they're not even close to a top 25 team. that's they have beaten nothing but cupcakes. They beat a, barely beat an Auburn team. I, I don't know how they won the game and and believe me, when I tell you Auburn is garbage, they're absolutely garbage and they may have the worst coach in
0: Division one college football.
3: I, I agree with everything Stevie just said for the record. I think he's spot on. Well,
0: great. Carl. Oh, I'm having a write great day. that down. That was at six twenty six. I mean,
3: I think he's right. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give him his due when he's right, and when he's when I don't agree with him, which is ninety five percent of the time. Racking the whip. That's well,
1: I, I I mean, I'll I'll give you one in the in the pros that that doesn't look right to me. It, which is I'll go back to the Commodores this week. I I, I think I, Tennessee the Commanders. You mean? Yeah, but I we call them the Commodores. uh, Just okay, uh, commies. That's a '70s band joke. Uh, I just every time I call them the Commodores, I just picture you know Lionel Richie with that massive afro. Uh, Yeah, good moves, by the way, Ryan. That's nice work out of you. Um, The house, but 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 two of them, right? Tennessee giving the Commodores two and a half, right? And then and then the other one. Now, this one's a little funky because these games between these two teams are always weird games, but Miami only given the Jets three. Um, the Jets pulled one out of their ass last week on a bad Pittsburgh team. I, I actually think Miami is going to be a better team with,
0: with Teddy Two Gloves in there than, than Tua. So- both, both the games you're talking about, Bill, by the way, have from the opening number that was hung, a two-and-a-half to three-point swing. Which in the NFL, and Carl can talk about this. That's a big swing. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't actually know that, but it... a huge swing.
3: But I got look, I got one for you. I happen to, I mean, based on my num- my personal numbers that I run, I think they got the wrong team favorite in the Chargers at Browns game. I mean, my numbers are Browns thirteen point three, Chargers twelve point seven, and they got the Chargers a three point favorite at the Browns. And and I'll tell you this, I mean, even before I before I looked at the betting splits, I did my numbers. And the sharp money's on Cleveland, 73% money, 36% tickets. So they see the same thing. That tells me that they see the same thing when I run my numbers. That I think uh it uh, the Browns ought to be about a one and a half point favorite here. And the other
1: here. thing people need to keep in mind too, right? Um and we've talked about this a bunch too um sharps are betting numbers that's it that's all they're betting now i think you know people say well that no shit sherlock no it, it matters right they're not they all they give a shit about is the number they're you now is there work that goes into that number yeah everything but they want the right number on these games and um the one, like for, for instance, um, you know, I love that team rankings website with with percentage numbers. Just jumping around here, that Green Bay number this week—it's um, only that eight and a half number. Now people look at that and go, "Okay, well," I, like I, I already bet Green Bay. I love giving eight and a half this week. That's like a fifty-six percent number on like a forty game. Now it's only a forty-game universe, but. I just get the feeling that Green Bay is going to get it right this week over the Giants. And I think the Giants are not that good a football team. But that's what, when we talk about betting numbers. You just want to look at history and look at percentages at certain numbers and, and
0: then how high is that sample size. So, I know we're getting a little off topic here. but Yeah, so that's what we do. We do it very well, <laughs> and, and that's why people love this thing. And I'm with Carl on that uh, Chargers-Cleveland game. I think people are disrespecting Brian Sype and Sam Ritigliano. This is a good team. Uh, I mean, it's hard to go against Eric Coriel and Dan Fouts sometimes, but freaking Brian Sype. I'm laying my money on number seventeen. All right. Um, it's funny, work. you
2: guys both y'all hit both games. I've been I've been getting some of this some some sharp stuff, and they they hit both those games uh, yesterday. They hit Cleveland plus yeah. three, and they hit uh, Washington today plus three. That was the two games they hit today, uh, yesterday, and
0: today. Interesting. In the first.
3: They hit Washington. Um, uh, okay, so, I it, well, on my numbers, I got the Titans. The Titans ought to be a, about a five-point favorite here. So, I, I don't – I mean, I don't know. Yeah,
1: that's
0: actually the side I'd like. Yeah. It's going right, to be a pros versus Joe's game, apparently. <laughs> almost every week. Uh, let's get to some games we'd like. Uh, and I love this fool's go thing. Guys, that was – I mean, we ought to be charging for this. I'm just saying. Uh, let's go to some <laughs> games we like. Uh, I'm going to start with Steve because I know you probably got a handful that you want to get to. College pro, whatever you like. What do we got? What are we looking at? Where, are you, where do you want to go? Um,
2: one game jumps out to me uh, tomorrow, uh, Friday night. I like Houston plus three against Memphis. I think, uh, I think Memphis is an overrated team. They're four and one, but they've really been beating a lot of cupcakes. Houston just got beat by Tulane. Uh, I, I just think Houston is a much more talented team. I think they have a better coach and I think they're going to get it right this week. Oh, whoa, wow. Okay. Well, at yeah, least right. I'm on the right side. Well, I'm a, you <laughs> know, regardless of what we call things, I'm sharp. So, so anyway, that's one. <laughs>
3: that's you're, you're, one. Hey, you're on the sharp side of that one. I mean, I also, really like,
2: also like Utah. I think that line is uh, it's minus three and a half right now. I think the public's going to jump all over UCLA because they played a perfect game damn near against Washington last week. I think the value, if if they would have lost that game to Washington, UCLA, I, I'm going to guess this line would have probably been six and a half, six, and it's, it's three and a half. So I think you're getting a little value there because, you know, like I said, UCLA played a damn near perfect game on national TV last Friday night. I just got to go. I think there's some value in Utah. I do think Utah is the best team in the Pac-12. They, they're the only team in the Pac-12 that believes in defense. And I do think that uh, their defense is going to show up in this spot and hold UCLA down. I, I don't think UCLA's quarterback can play that good two games in a row. I mean, he just played a perfect game last week. Um, and in the pros, I got two likes. I, I do like Miami. You know, it goes back to the old theory. I read Jimmy Vaccaro's book years ago. He wrote about a 30-page little book. And one of his theories in that book was bad teams cannot fire two weeks in a row. Well, the Jets are a bad team. They won last week. They're not winning this week. I think Miami, I'm not going to say that Bridgewater is better or worse than Tua, but I don't see a big drop off there. I think they're pretty close. So I I just think you got to lay the points with Miami in this spot. And uh, another game I like is the Monday night game. I like Vegas plus seven. I think they're getting things together over there. And we know Mahomes doesn't like to cover, especially against teams that he's supposed to. So I can see that game being a field goal game. That's my two pro games. I think I do think Vegas covers. I don't know if they win, but I think they're going to keep
1: it close.
3: Uh, we just set a between me and Stevie, we just set a record. Because that's the most I ever – Agreed with him. I I disagree with Uh-oh. everything he just said. So I, I don't know what happens, to you, so. I, don't, right. I don't I don't like agreeing with Stevie. I
0: mean, nobody does. I mean, who would? Podcast is over. We just didn't. I mean, sometimes yeah, you got to agree with smart people, Carl. I mean, you I mean, know. Guys- it's
3: fun not to. It's fun. it's more fun or not to agree with your ass. Yeah,
0: Honestly. I mean, I
1: don't know if it's fun. I mean, but it's interesting not to. I mean, and I disagree with him regularly. I mean, he's full of gummies. Let's be honest. He just put some new shag carpet. he has got, a, you know,
3: nice He's got a nice MGM hat on for a
1: nice MGM hat on. I don't know. Uh, look, I think if you were agreeing with Stevie on a regular basis, you have to ask yourself some hard questions about your life.
3: Oh yeah. For yeah. Well, we know that that don't happen. That's what I'm saying. I'm in total shock here. Uh, so I'm, I'm not going to say too much more, but yeah. makes me
1: honestly think about our friendship differently. Uh,
3: well, you know, I'm I'm, looking, I'm kind of feeling out of it right now. I mean, I'm a, i I just agreed with the last ten things that he said. I mean, hey, can I, I?
1: I'll give you one more though, Steve. To your point on um, on Miami, I'll give you a you, you gave me a Jimmy for and I'll give you a Lombardi as a, a Lombardiism, Michael Lombardi. you uh, you you're, you're one injury away from becoming a better team. Right. So where have we seen that this year in the NFL? We saw it in San Francisco, right? They are a significantly better team Yeah, under, under no matter what people say about oh, no Jimmy doubt. Garoppolo. They are significantly better. They, that, that, and that win the other night was a one hell of a convincing win. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think the same situation is about to play at Miami. Now, why does he say you're one injury away from becoming a better team? because of all the nonsense and the political bullshit that can go on inside any organization. And what's a football team. It's an organization. You've got guys playing simply based on where they were drafted. Right. You've got guys based on, you know, the money invested in them. Right. But when that guy gets taken out, unfortunately due to injury, sometimes you become better through that process. I think that's about, I honestly, I, I, I bet you those receivers in Miami are, the happiest guys in the world, but you'll never hear him say it.
0: <laughs> I'm going
2: to tell you this.
1: I, I think that y- y'all might disagree with
2: this, but I think Dallas is about a better team with Cooper Rush and Dak Prescott. Uh, they certainly I, look
3: that way. I agree. I agree with that, too. Jesus Christ. I, I might – something yeah, happen here. starting
1: to get a little worried. <laughs> Did Stevie send you gummies
3: or something, Carl? I don't know what the hell's going on. I really don't. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of feeling different right now. I don't. All All want-
0: right. I, I love the picks. I love the Houston pick, by the way. Um, I've seen them in person. They've been beat down a little bit. Tulane's not a bad football team. They gave it to Kansas State. Kansas State may be the second or third best team in the Big 12 with, age, with what's going on right now with Adrian Martinez. I think Houston is not just uh, – uh, I think they ought to be favored in this game myself, but uh, I think it is a great play. Uh, let's go to Carl. Let's go down to uh, Biloxi and find out what you're liking this week.
3: All right, so, yeah, I'll give you guys just a Sharpie report. Uh, It's just based on numbers. Uh, There's no personal feelings in any of these games, Uh, but the Sharpie report has been pretty hot lately. So I've got uh, five games on there. Houston is one of them at plus three. Virginia plus three and a half. Southern Miss plus six and a half. New Mexico plus three and a half. And Hawaii plus 20 that's it we'll see how they
0: come out 20 is enough for hawaii who are they playing alaska yeah, i mean Bad i don't teams. know
3: i'm just uh i'm just going off the uh, you know i'm just going off of the numbers here i mean they- San
1: diego state they're overrated they're, they're mm-hmm. really an overrated football team you know I, you talk about we started this podcast talking about science in life brian you know um there was a gigantic rainbow over uh, this island <laughs> this morning, uh, you know, here in Ocean City. So I, I don't know. I, I feel like I probably need to play that game now.
0: I'm seeing yeah. some but, 22 and a half. It looks like it's that, that line may keep, you know, moving to us if you want Hawaii at well, that. Who knows what that's going to go to?
3: So look, they're getting 70% of the money with uh, like 24% tickets. So, I mean, you know, that that's. You know, the Sharpies are all over that. They're all over Southern Miss, 90% of the money, 30% of the tickets. Uh, Virginia, 61% of the money, 20% tickets.
0: I mean, we, uh, you know, you talk about sharper line reversals and we get into Josh Applebaum territory and everything else. We're, we saw a little bit of that today with what's going on with SMU and Central Florida, and I know that's going on, if not right now, but, you know, as, as we're going on today. I just like the fact that and you that's just look
1: your window when you said that oh like, yeah yeah, like it was going <laughs> yeah. on in the backyard
0: that's right like, yeah, well, you yeah, might be going <laughs>
3: Here's, here, g-
0: good news there's nobody on the trampoline and the uh, smoker <laughs> is uh okay right now and so yeah like i'm looking out going oh yeah there's a uh, yeah just down the street yeah hey cheerleader um, move, move aside i'm trying to watch the game but the, but those those money movements again are another thing that we've got more tools today than we've ever had to be able to pay attention to that. And it seems like, I, I don't, I'm not going to say nobody's paying t- attention to it, but just not enough people just seem to be paying attention to that act on it, how you want to act on it, but the tools are there.
3: Yeah.
1: Right. But I, but, but I think, you know what, to that point, Ryan, it, you know, in a little bit of what we're talking about with this, this full school thing, it, it gets, there's so much out there now that it becomes, paralysis by analysis, right? Like yeah. you've, got all, you've got to filter through all this shit, um, and, and figure out, you know, what you value. We were talking about, um, of course, in one of Stevie's more controversial texts this week, we are too many to count. We were talking about, Hey, he was asking Carl for, for, you know, uh, picks from somebody. But one of the things I brought up was, this, this Matty human show, right. That, that we've all, we're all fans of Um, Stevie might not be, but you know, cause he didn't want 25 picks. But what I said to Steve was, each of these guys gives you their picks each it's, it comes on. I think it's Friday night, but they Friday night, Saturday morning. Right. And it's the old school. They're playing for 25 grand. They each give their picks every week. And then each of them have to give a best bet. Now you can, they publish the record on the best bet. They publish the record on, on everything that they supply as picks. And you can go through there and see who's being, who's successful. And, but more so what Matt does during that show is he has these guys on, and they just walk you through their thought process on these games. So you can cream skim out of, you know, 25 guys that are unbelievable or at least work really hard at that craft. You can cream skim those picks and, um, like, to me, that's one of the most valuable things I use week to week now.
3: Yeah. I, I, and I look, to Ryan's point, to your point, Bill, so, you know, I, I guess back when we were growing up, I mean, when I started growing up, we didn't have internet, you know, we didn't have, you know, all these games that we could watch and stuff like that. You know, the modern technology now, the information is out there for everybody. Everybody can get it now. You know, and in the old days, you know, the, the guys used to run out the books and get on the pay phones and, and call their, you know, you know, you've seen the movie, uh, you know, The Stardust, and uh, that's how it was with the grease boards, but I'll, I've said this before on this show, the biggest difference between someone that's considered to be sharp and someone that is not is the way that they decipher the information, the information's out there, the sharp guys decipher the information and they move on it immediately. You know, the squares, whatever you want to call them, the general public, you know, they they hear the information. They don't know how to react to it. That's the biggest right. difference. I'm yeah. gonna
2: add to that one thing. You know, the, the difference between the sharps and squares basically too is the squares put too much emphasis on what they saw last week. The sharps are looking strictly at as you touched on earlier, numbers. It's all about the number. It, they don't care who's the quarterback, who like that. That's the. It's it's all about the number and power ratings. With the with the squares, it's oh this guy's got this quarterback and this this quarterback's playing good. You know, sharps don't think like that. They just basically bet nothing but power ratings and, and numbers and angles. That's it.
3: I will tell you what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do for any of the listeners out there that listen to our podcast. If they want a powers ratings chart. All they got to do is come on to our our uh, Twitter feed where we post our podcast and let's let's just let them say that uh, hey I watched the show. If you come on to our feed and say hey I watched the show, I want a power rankings chart, I'll email you one. Free of charge.
1: How about that? I mean, how about that? I beat that
0: Writing down Jack Johnson Twitter feed, and I need a power chart. For I mean, the magic giver.
3: He's a uh, giver. No, but it's you know, it's just an important tool. I mean, it no. is. Uh, no, the, the thing it's, that you know, people people ask, well, what what do you mean? They're playing numbers. The sharps are playing numbers, and it's very simple. The sharps, and this is all opinionated basis, and it's all uh, it's all uh, uh, based on some stats, some opinions, what you see, what you read. It's all the information that they've gathered. But the the main thing that they've done is they've created a line on the game itself. And the biggest thing that you have to do is you have to trust your line. You know, these guys trust what they're doing. Uh, You know, and and they, they come out with a line on the game. And if they see four or five points to the good on the other side, that's what they're getting. They're trusting their number and they're hitting the other side.
0: I'm not saying this is a lot of people, but I think, uh, and I, uh, hang with me on this, I think a lot of average, uh, I don't know, I'd say, you know, public or whatever, but the number of sh- what we call sharps who don't watch games, don't sit there and watch every game on Sunday, don't sit there and watch every game on Saturday, but formulate their lines based. On an unbiased analytical approach, I think a lot of people would be shocked how many guys like that are out there that don't sit there and watch TV all day Saturday and Sunday. Yeah,
1: also, they don't that, have to, you know, to because point, it, it sabotaged their mind. Yeah. Right. You know, the other interesting way to watch—I don't know if anybody's seen this—this um, this ESPN. It's on. It was on ESPN three this week, the old Miss game, without the announcers, and you just get it. You get a drone cam or whatever the yep. hell that thing is. Holy shit, is that interesting to take the bias yes. out of it. Now, the camera angle gets annoying at times because you really only get that, that end zone cam. But literally, there's no announcers. There's
0: no anything. You're just watching football. Uh, hey, to, to, to that point, you guys have both done it. And hopefully, me and Steve will get a chance to do it. You guys have both watched football with Michael Lombardi. Sound down. Lombardi talking totally yep. different completely than what you get on TV completely. Hey, um, I, I, he, he, he got me into it. Like
1: he, he, um, he's got me. So I, and he didn't intentionally do it, but now the announcers get on my goddamn nerves because <laughs> when you actually listen to what they're saying, some of it is so <coughs> nonsensical. I'm not talking about the play play I could listen to it. Jim Nance and, and Al Michaels all night long, those guys, you know, smooth as it gets are very good at what they do. It's the color animals that drive you batshit crazy.
3: Yeah. And look, uh, so last weekend when they had the Sunday game in London, I mean, look, and I texted, you know, we have a little uh, text thing between uh, Bill and and Michael and Patrick that I'm on. You know, I, I thought that that was the best show that I've seen them do, and because what you got a chance to to see there was while the game's being played, Lombardi's Lombardi's should be in a booth. That's what yes. I I texted him. I said the man ought to be. You know, I think I put a tweet out. You know, ABC Fox. This man ought to be in a booth, and I meant that. I mean, it was just so good because. Well, if
1: of, it's, and if it's not in the booth, and again, uh, you know, I know people think we kiss his ass all the time. He is a yeah, we do. Good. Gary, Gary, very good friend, but um, uh, yeah, you know, I, I don't kiss, I don't kiss people's ass, no matter if they're friends or not. Like, yeah, he's just ridiculously good at what he does, yeah, and so man, when you so. watch that Amazon pregame show and see the disaster that that uh, thing is, horrible. He <laughs> he he even said to me, and I don't often hear him say this. He goes, it drives me nuts that I'm I'm not in one of those chairs because because yeah. Yeah. you know, listening to the shit they throw out. What bothers yeah. him is what they tell people and how wrong it is.
3: Yep.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's was, so many. There's so many unqualified people in the media. I mean, ESPN has so many of them employed. It, it's just. I mean, they were trying to tell people the other day. I, I was watching them. I think yesterday on Get Up, and they were talking about Philly being the best team in the NFL. Anybody that thinks Philadelphia is the best team in the NFL needs to go find something else to. Do. Well, I mean that that is a million people problem. in
1: this area that uh, would disagree with you, Steve, but I'm wholeheartedly on your side. And I, you know, I can. You
3: so now use, you're agreeing it. with him, you know. I agree with him on that too. It,
1: but this whole city, this whole area is completely. This, this ain't the hell. regular
3: Stevie tonight. I mean, yeah. he's saying it's shit it's, that we agree with.
0: Yeah. Well, hold on, because we're about to get to the regular Stevie. <laughs> and well, We're going to head somewhere that we don't agree I know it's oh, coming. Oh, now I know. And now it's coming. And I'm looking at it right now. Saturday, October eight, Texas A&M, Alabama. Alabama opened minus 20. It's sitting at 24, 24 and a half at a couple of places. But we don't care about that game. We care about the coaching matchup between one Nick Saban, one Jimbo Fisher, and here within the one more podcast text chain over the last, I don't know, how many days, weeks, whatever. It has been fascinating to read. I am drifting into Howard Cosell because (laughs) – We've got that man, Jimbo Fisher, genius, according to Steve Brunies. But then there is that man, Bill Berman, Ocean City, New Jersey, who is looking at Nick Saban and the championships and what he has done and says that that is no Jimbo Fisher. And they have gone toe-to-toe, mano-a-mano, in the ring. And now it's time to bring them out here on the one more podcast to look at, examine, and dissect – the coaching <laughs> abilities of one Jimbo, not his real name, Fisher versus yeah, okay. Nick. So oh. I'm done. Okay. That's all I can go. By okay, the way, no, can we, so can bad. we, can we just
1: start right there? <laughs> yeah. That's
0: not even the guy's real name. Uh, okay. Me and Carl <laughs> got to get out of the way. No, this I, has been going listen, on between Steve Stevie and Bill. A, Stevie I, has the look. I'm, I'm I'm done. A I'm a
1: serial killer on his face. I am here. no
0: longer Patrick Maher here. He I am like I'm a going about. He looks like no, a I, cat. I
1: look, I, I just here's, – here's what I did this week, and, and I actually had Lombardi watch it with me last night. Um, watch Nick Saban's press conference week to week. Now, a lot of people watch it. Oh, he's a curmudgeon. He's this, he's that. He's – look, my biggest problem with, like, Belichick and Saban in their press conferences is they would throw me out of the room because I would be laughing the whole time. Though there is nobody that makes me laugh harder than those two guys because <laughs> of their lack of patience with people, I just find it freaking funny. Uh, I they are the funniest two guys in the world without knowing they're that funny, right? But, but poison, but but listen to Sabin when he gets asked a question, like he did in this week's press conference, about blocking in the running back, right? And how a running back needs to set up his blockers for you know this is just like in the in the flow of the press conference he gets asked this he is on such a different level and then you watch this jackass in 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 texas okay you watch that debacle that was was the championship game last year where he did that that whole espn gig you think about the fact that what's he making per year nine million bucks per year Oh, yeah. There are just some. I'm sure he's a nice offensive coordinator. God bless him. But God love you. How the hell can you think that guy is a good coach? And by the way, go back to the program he's run and the fact that he could even get words out of his mouth accusing somebody else of how they've run a program based on that jail that he was running at Florida State. I mean, Stevie, floor is yours.
2: You see, that's that's what I think the problem is with you guys. I think y'all attacking his character and I'm trying to keep his character and his coaching ability separate.
0: I'm happy to attack his
2: brain. I have never said the guy was a high character guy. I know he did some shady shit at Florida State. You know, he covered up Jameis Winston with the, you know, with, with all of those affairs they were having. But you know, he kept him out of prison. I, I, there's no doubt in my mind because it's a small town and obviously they got some connections. But the guy's coaching ability, you you can't argue that you, you guys are trying to tell me that he's not a good football coach. The guy has won 67% of the games he's been coaching as a head coach. If you're not a good coach, I don't care where you're at, what you're coaching, you're not going to win 67% of your games. He's 8-1 in bowl games, okay? What is this like? I mean, is he just getting lucky to win these? You know, I mean, how do you how are you going to say that this man's not a good college football coach? I'm just no. curious. Can, I we mean, just, he's...
1: can we just mix in the fact that it some of those bowl games were only bowl games because they called them bowl games? Uh, no, I Last time I checked, Louisiana Monroe <laughs> it was is is not, you know the 1980, uh, early 80s Penn State team, right? Like uh, Louisiana Monroe was one of those bowl wins. <laughs> That's
3: right. That's fact.
2: Okay. I mean, uh, I'm sure Saban's beaten some cupcakes. I mean, we. we I mean, he's won bowls. 77% he of bowls. his.
3: Saban, Saban <laughs> hadn't played any cupcakes and no bowls, baby. Go back to his Michigan
2: State days. Did he play any, I mean, did he, was all those teams he played in, in bowl games uh, good teams at Michigan State? Before we he went to LSU? Louisiana.
3: They weren't Louisiana Monroe. Go ahead, Carl. And he wasn't near the coach he was in those Michigan State days. I mean, that's, he was cutting his teeth back then. So, Well,
2: I mean, Jimbo doesn't have his experience. Jimbo's a lot younger than him. Let's look at the, the full body of work. When Jimbo's 70, maybe he'll – we'll be able to look back and say, well, Jimbo was cutting his teeth at, at Florida State and Texas A&M. I mean, he's no, got
3: 15 years ahead of him. No, but he has got maybe three or four. Jimbo, Jimbo is a decent – Coach, he is not a good head coach. Huge difference. Uh, look, I think, you guys, I think he's. I can't eight. think of five guys
2: in college football I'd rather have as a head coach. Oh my. All I right. mean, I think he's a top five coach. I mean, you might have Saban, Dabo, Kirby Smart, and maybe Harbaugh and Ryan Day that I would take ahead of him in college football. I mean, I, I, I think he's a solid top 10 college football coach. So and that's. Look, I, look, let's just go a little step further. He won in 2008, I think it was. He was the AP Coach of the Year. No, 2013, he was AP Coach of the Year. So what you're telling me is all of these Associated Press people are retards because they voted for him to be Coach of the Year? They're all wrong? Well,
3: they're uh, very good. Well, huh? I don't think AP people are
1: – I, I wouldn't – I, I, I I, if I was those guys, I wouldn't put that in my time capsule as one of my prouder moments. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't I mean, give a shit what the AP says. I, look, I, I, you know, it's the old, are you going to believe me or you're lying eyes? Or, in this case, you're lying here. Like, the man is not in the same league. I think you talked about Belichick before maybe not being the, the same level of coach that, the, uh, that he's been cracked out to be or uh, made up to be uh, historically. Well, These guys are, it's not just, and it's not just those two. Andy you is one of the best football coaches in the history of the league. These guys are on a completely different level. But but like Jimbo Fisher can't even sniff Nick Saban's jock. Like Nick Saban forgets more about football on a daily basis than Jimbo Fisher knows. Oh, and I, you know, what I love well, is up, what I love up. is what I love is we're going to make excuses
0: oh, for uh, Jimbo <coughs> Fisher. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. I feel like Jerry Lawler. I'm at the Mid-South Coliseum right now in Memphis, Tennessee. And I, we, got, we got a two-on-one cage match going on. I'm going to step in, give Stevie a chair. Stevie, get, give you a chair and a cardboard table. All right. You want, you want to say something. I got to jump in. Go, Stevie.
2: I mean, you know, you, your point was we, we would compare, and you said that if it wasn't for Jameis Winston, Jimbo wouldn't have a national championship. My, my rebuttal to that was how many Super Bowls, has Belichick won without Brady? He's a 500 football coach. And I'm going to go a step further. This past week, I'm not saying Belichick's a bad coach by no stretch. He's a great coach. But I'm questioning the decision he's made this year by bringing in a defensive coordinator to call plays on offense. That cost them this game this past week against Green Bay. If he had a competent offensive coordinator, they upset Green Bay Sunday in overtime. Matt Patricia is a moron calling offensive plays. He's an intelligent guy, but he's not an offensive mom. He should not be an offensive coordinator in this league. Belichick is giving people favors now. He's got his kids coaching. He's got Patricia coaching because he's a friend. It's a lot of politics going on in New England. Good coaches shouldn't be given doing favors towards the end of their career to help people. Where do up. you
1: get but where do you get that information from? What
2: information? that the information you just said, you there? just touted. Like, where do you get that from? we were talking the, about where, that where on VEASAN. We're your sources on that. You hey, guys I, tout VEASAN every day. Sean King was talking about it last night. He first, ran the ball on first and second down on the 50-yard line and then threw it on a predictable third and five and then punted and Green Bay
1: went down and scored a touchdown. I, Why I can tell not you, throw the ball I can tell tell you, second down? I can tell you factually, factually from that that if you think Bill Belichick is playing politics based on his coaching staff, uh, it's like, that's not even on the same planet one. Now you can criticize the choice of Matt Patricia in the role he's in, but quite honestly, nobody really knows who the hell's calling plays for that offense. And I would certainly argue that the third string quarterback talent level Playing his first professional game had more to do with that loss than Matt Patricia's play call. And just to this bullshit point that people bring up about Brady and Belichick hasn't won a Super Bowl without Brady. Go back and look at those first couple Super Bowls. Let me know what Brady did and what the defense did in those Super Bowls.
3: That's a go good. back
1: and look at those statistics.
3: That's a great point. They
1: are they are complementary people. They are both at the top of their field. Is is the w- answer to that question? <clears throat> but to I say <throat> that he's a five hundred coach without Brady, My I don't gosh. give a shit what what the record set.
0: Like,
3: yeah, that's he, blasphemy.
0: Yeah, that's blasphemy. Okay, I, gotta, I was. I have go, ahead, go Carl. Go ahead, go go Carl. Evie. When is the last
3: time you bet Texas A and M? Oh, uh, I'm trying to remember. I, I, hey, I know that's I, my point. That I think is why, I've that's a why that's why you're this. not pissed off at Jimbo Fisher because you haven't. Because you get pissed off of everybody that you bet. You know the coach did this. The <laughs> he went hard on this. That's you haven't line. bet. Look, this is what I want you to do for the next two weeks. I want you to bet. I don't care how much you bet. I want you to bet Texas A and M, and then I might bet him this week. Here's your here's your answer to your that, that's such a
1: great point, Carl. Here's your answer week in and week out, Stevie, for the rest of the college football season. Oh, he would hate it. You have to bet Jimbo Fisher,
3: absolutely. Yeah. Or you
1: or you can bet Nick Saban. I bet him against Arkansas. I did.
3: I bet him to cut I did. I bet him against Arkansas. Okay. I want you to bet him every week, every week, and then come back in you know, three or four or five weeks from now and, and tell us what you think about Jimbo because that's the only way we're going to get a straight, honest answer. And, and, and you're going to have to tell us in that format because you'll be kicked off Twitter at that
1: point. Yeah, right. What, what you say about it. This, this is all I'm saying. I'm not, I, I never
2: said that he was the best coach in college football. My argument is, you guys say he's not a good football coach. My argument no, is I he is a good yeah. football coach. You huh? say
1: you hold on. You said he's a top five football coach in
2: college. Football. That's
1: right, now top five or ten. Yes. Top five or ten, that, I mean,
2: who's the standard, Saban? How many people? Yeah. Are, who, who else do you want as the standard? Well, but <laughs> who else? Who is as good as Saban? Who's
1: who's who can compare uh, resumes with him? No, really no, really One guy. No, there, there are very few guys, but 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 Jimbo's not even in the conversation. He's not even in the goddamn conversation like you Who want is? to talk about up and coming, like Billy Napier in Florida is an up and coming coach. That's that's a hell of a football coach. The guy this, at Kent is State Jimbo? is working miracles with nothing like Jimbo Jimbo supposedly had the number one recruiting. Cl- Here's the out you guys, guys like you give Jimbo. He has the number one recruiting class, quote unquote. Now we got to give him time. Well, he's been there since 2019. So, so like, what are we waiting for here? Well, the he just has the number in? one
2: recruiting class this past year. So, wait, two years is the window. I'm thinking he, in two to three years he wins a national championship. Listen, I would love I, to. I'll bet i bet whatever you for.
3: want to bet on that. I, I'll, that might be my biggest career wager in the history of my <laughs> I will wager whatever you want to wager on that bet.
2: Well, I mean, we, we gotta get a price on it because they, they're uh, not gonna be the favorite. I can't bet even money on a team winning football. a national I mean, championship. But they've got no, but they've I'm got giving a top you multiple five
3: coach. Years. I'm giving uh-huh. you multiple years. You say if you say he'll win a national championship in the next three seasons, i that's an even money bet. They have one of the top
1: five football coaches per you in college football. He's giving you three years for him to do it with. The number one recruiting class that there is.
3: But so. Stevie, all kidding aside, I just have a feeling that if you would be betting Texas AM right now, you know, because we all see the tweets that nobody that nobody else sees. It, <laughs> I mean, you would you would be wanting to go to this guy's town and 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 like roll his house with toilet paper. You would not like this guy.
0: I think you okay. I think I think, I think all right. that'd be the easy way out. I got I, I to gotta come back in, get him off the top rope. So, A&M. you know, You started all this, Ryan. I didn't do anything. Instigator. <laughs> I didn't fine. do anything. A&M catching 24. 24 and a half. I see 24 and a half right now. Who's hanging that number right now tonight? I got to go up. Uh, that's Mirage. Um, who are you rolling with? Alabama or A&M? I say 24. Points.
2: I like the points here. I think it's too many. I think I'll it's – Bill,
1: I,
0: I, you I, going to lay I, that – you lay it 24-24,
1: that's a big number in the SEC. It's a, it's a big number, but out of principle I got to lay it. I think, I think they're going to lay the goddamn lumber to them this week. I think it ain't going to be pretty. Now, Coach Saban actually agrees with you. Steve, Stevie, this press conference yesterday, he said it's the same setup as last year, you know. They look like shit, and then they, they kick the hell out of. It. But we'll see what happens at Tuscaloosa this weekend. I mean, it's genius
3: on genius. <laughs> That's right. Well, hey, I'm gonna Steven. tell you okay. the way the Wait.
1: public's gonna
2: think. They're gonna th- the reason that number I think is getting you know they, their people well, the sharps obviously are betting too. They're thinking that it's a big revenge game from last year. But look, I don't I don't believe in all of that shit. I think that these teams are. You know, I just think they're way closer matched in 24-and-a-half. I think that's a lot of points. I think it's
1: a – I'll say this. I don't know if it's 24. I think it's a three-touchdown game.
3: I, 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 You know, y- y'all want to know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking Saban is going to beat this son of a gun by – or he's going to want to. So that means he's not going to call the dogs off. I think he's going to beat – I think he's going to beat Jimbo by forty. Forty. Yes. Okay. Woo. On the
2: record, Carl. Ooh, with this with, with his backup quarterback.
3: Man.
2: Okay. The lumber being laid. On that one, Carl. 62-21,
3: final score.
2: No way. Oh, That'd be nice. You think that Alabama's scoring 62 <laughs> on them,
1: are insane. I mean, Alabama's no App State.
3: Why, why not? I mean, Texas A&M got beat by App State. Had you bet Texas A&M when they got beat by App State, this, this wouldn't even be a topic of conversation right now
0: okay all right happen. hey steve you, steve you you have suffered the slings and arrows magnificently tonight let's finish it up on some fun crap whatever so you always right at the end of the show on my my deal T- today number five was crap fest whatever crap fest is going to be i think it's sort of like shrimp fest at you know red lobster or something but totally different uh let's talk about food let's talk about fun let's talk about uh best thing you have eaten drinking drunken eating drunken drinking Carl, what do you got, man? I saw you had the air fryers going the other day. Best I, thing you had this week?
3: Uh, that was probably the best thing that I had this week. Like, last weekend, I ate a, I ate one of these damn uh, bacon uh, cheeseburgers with the onion on top of it. Oh yeah, that oh, that, that thing was so good. But, was uh,
0: that there at the Boer Vos?
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. So, but yeah, I ate them steaks the other night and that ducked my double barrel. Uh, they were good. Probably the best thing I
0: ate this week. That ain't bad, Bill. What about you? Uh, you look like a man who goes hungry a lot. Well, yeah. Thank you. No reason to take a shot at my weight, there, man. But I mean, uh,
1: this is a medium shirt, by the way. That's why. Yes. So yes. Obviously. Uh, you it's know, the lighting. What, it is the. Li- <laughs> I got to start wearing black on this show. Um, the <laughs> the uh, what I best thing I I, I ate this week uh i gotta tell you uh you know my wife made some she's big on uh for some reason the italians i don't know what it is but during storms she's been known to make hundreds of chicken cutlets you know <laughs> they're always worried about the power going out right it's just like an old italian yeah. wives tale they're, so they're what they do is she grew up this way they they make chicken cutlet after chicken cutlet after so in case you know you you have Food for whatever weeks. Why it has to be chicken cutlets? I don't know. Eat,
0: eat. You can eat this in the dark. Eat this. Eat, eat this, this in the dark. So, you can eat so this. So last night we
1: had chicken cutlets and mashed potatoes. Oh, um, I like that. I like that. That was, I mean, that was some good shit. I gotta say. Hey, uh,
0: what kind of mashed potatoes? Like, like garlic mash or just no, straight up mash? What's your basic? Uh, just your
1: basic, straightforward. She's got mm. great mashed potatoes. She also made a uh, pot roast last Sunday out of this world. Great pot roast.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's been a meaty, been
0: a heavy week right here. That's why I look this way, Ryan. I mean,
1: well, you never know.
0: I mean, you could have been without power for like eight hours. It could have yeah. been
1: awful. I'm a bloated tick right now on this. <laughs> Steve,
0: what about you, man? Well, what, what normally
2: I'm a little weak on this segment, but I think I'm going to make you guys laugh on this one. So Saturday night, I had to go down to the French Quarter and deliver shrimp to one of my customers. And I said, well, I'm hungry. I'm going to go to the Call, which is a, a burger joint down on the outskirts yeah. of the Quarter. Uh, Bill knows about it. They they're known for their delicious burgers and baked potatoes loaded with uh, grated cheddar, chopped cheddar cheese and uh, bacon mm. bits and all the good fixings. So my food comes in the fourth quarter of the Auburn LSU game. I got a mid five figure bet on Auburn plus eight. No sweat. My burger comes. I'm eating the burger, and it's late in the fourth quarter, and I I'm watching Auburn just crumble apart at the seams. Well, he throws an interception to the LSU guy. That LSU guy rips the ball out of the Auburn receiver's hand and starts running towards the end zone. The ground meat was stuck in my throat for three days. <laughs> But it was a good perk. I'm not gonna lie. But I almost got into the gesture <laughs> when that guy ripped that ball out and started running to the end zone. I said, "Here comes a ten dime swing!" And he, good thing oh. he got tackled because LSU just ran the clock out and I won oh. the bet. Boy, that was a that was a sweater there.
0: And that, yeah, that's and, awesome.
1: And that is the reason you don't bet that kind of money when you know you're going to one of your favorite
0: places to eat you just don't <laughs> either that or you do and then you go to your favorite place to eat so you know That's one different. way or the other it's going to work I'll out agree,
2: right i should
0: you know either way all right uh I, I think this was the greatest one more podcast we have ever done everybody seems to have all their limbs intact nobody seems to be bleeding that seems to be pretty good And uh, we want everybody to follow all of us on Twitter, me, at Ryan Hyatt Media, at Jack Johnson for Carl, at Bill Berman. Is there an underscore in there or not? It's It's just Bill Berman. at at Berm Bill. At Berm Bill. Okay, that's why it always screws me up. Because when I go to lay yours in, it will come up Billy Joel. Because I follow Billy (laughs) Joel. and, And I've almost texted, I've almost put on Twitter, I've almost tagged Billy Joel like, Five or 10 times. We're both punching
1: ball guys, except one of us could sing.
0: Yeah. And and then there's, you know, then there's Billy Joel. And yep. then uh, at Shrimp Cocktail uh, 08, or well, is that, what's yours, uh, Steve? That's his album. Uh, eye- shrimp Cocktail I mean, 8, I think. Yeah. yeah, something like that.
3: He got follow- that. He got on the SAT test, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's wrong. That's wrong. Want, want everybody to follow all of us on it's Twitter on the that. show. Uh, the show never ends guys uh, for people who are watching the show never ends. We're always there for you on social media. We're always there for you on Twitter and uh, some uh, other cool stuff coming up soon. Guys, fun show. Everybody, we want to thank everybody for listening, and watching, please share this, invite your friends in every week for everybody involved. I'm Ryan Hyatt. We'll see you next week. When we have one more God willing roll tide, baby, roll tide. Roll tide. Oh, Jimbo.